Welcome to the preaching and teaching ministry of Brian Burke International. Hi, I'm Revivalist Brian Burke, and I pray this teaching brings revolutionary change into your life and ministry, and that it will stir you to rise in the power of the Holy Ghost. Now let's get started. Glory to God. What we're going to be doing today, we're going to restore the altar of God. Yes. We're going to rebuild the altar of God. Yes. What Prophetess Lisa was reading a minute ago, the scripture in Deuteronomy, Elijah did that. Elijah restored that because the people had broken the covenant. They had broken the covenant. And because they had broken the covenant, things were released upon the land. Bondages were released. Oppression was released. Fear. Economic bondage was released. Famines were released because the people of God had broken the covenant with God. And so what we want to do today is restore that altar. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God. We should present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice. We should become that living sacrifice unto God. Yield it to him 100%. Hallelujah. Nothing, nothing holding back from God. Amen. But giving him 100% that's, that, that's due his name that belongs to him. We are purchased with a price. We are not our own. We belong to him. We were bought with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. God stands outside of his creation. He stands outside of the universe. He created it all for his glory. He stands outside of it. In order for him to come and save it, he had to come into it with holy blood. With, holy, with the holy body sanctified for him and shed his blood for you and I to become his people, a people of his own. Amen. We belong to our God. We are not our own. Amen. We don't use our God. He uses us. He is God, not we. Amen. Hallelujah. Let him have the place that belongs to him. Let him have the place of rulership in our lives. Let him be the one to tell you what you need to be doing and you submit to him. Amen. And you yield to him and obey him and follow him and keep that covenant that we have with him. Not break that covenant. Hallelujah. Amen. We are the church of the living God. We are the body of Christ. Well, we shouldn't say church because the word church is not there in the word originally. It's ecclesia. And the word ecclesia means uh, a gathering of the called out ones. Those that have been called out by God. Those that have been separated by God. You have been separated by God. Amen. You are not here by accident in this gathering. You have been separated. You have been handpicked by God, predestined by God, chosen by God, justified by God. Amen. You are a holy people. Amen. A holy nation, a peculiar people, a kingdom of priests, a people for his own pleasure. Hallelujah. That's who I am. Who are you? Hallelujah. A people of God. 
We are his. We are not our own. So when we come together, we should expect mighty things from God. Amen. The one who stands outside of his creation, the great I am. We were singing about him. We were singing about how great our God is. How great and how holy. We don't, our mind can fathom how awesome and how powerful, how awesome he is. The Bible says he's a consuming fire. Hallelujah. Oh, our God is a consuming fire. Come on. Our God is a supernatural God. Our God is a mighty God. Almighty, he's the El Shaddai. There's nothing hard for him at all. There's nothing hard for him at all. Everything is easy for our God. He can set you free. He can break the bondages of your life today. Amen. The pornography that you've let in, he can break it. The homosexuality, he can break it. The addictions to medications and all kinds of illegal drugs, he can break it. The sicknesses that torment your body, he can break it. Our God is a mighty God. It's easy for him to do it. It's easy for our God to do it do it hallelujah some people are crazy in their thinking they can't think straight our God can deliver you set you free hallelujah amen do you believe that we need to restore the altars of God Ahab had done more to grieve God than any other king before him can you imagine that worse than Saul Worse than his father before him. Worse than his father before him. Worse and worse. He was worse. The Bible says in, in, in 1 Kings chapter 16, it says, and it, uh, verse 31, And it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Naboth, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Sidonians. And went and served Baal. He broke the covenant that we just read about in the offering. He broke it. He, he worshipped Baal, the god of divination, all kinds of perversions this god does. He's a devil. Baal is a devil and people still worship him today. People still bow down to his image today. People still serve, choose Baal over God. Amen. We should choose our God. Verse 32 says what he did he reared up an altar for Baal instead of an altar for Jehovah there's an altar for Baal you know the altar for Baal is it's called self it's called self it's called self-gratification it's called me 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 we're all guilty of it we all need to come before God and humble our hearts and repent before our God and restore the covenant and restore the altar because it's because of us the name of the Lord is blasphemed in the earth. Come on. It's because of the people of God the name of the Lord is blasphemed in the earth. Every evil thing that is happening that has been allowed, the church has allowed because Jesus has given us the keys of the kingdom of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. He said, whatsoever you bind shall be bound. Whatsoever you loose shall be loosed. So then uh, could it be possible? Could it mean that whatsoever is happening uh, in the earth, we haven't bound a thing or we have loosed a thing or we have allowed a thing to happen in the earth that shouldn't be happening. So then maybe what's happening 
happening in the earth is an indictment on the people of God because we have broken the covenants of God. They are an indictment on the men and the women of God because we have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. Is anybody here today? We need to restore the altars of our God. Who else can represent God but the people of God? Who else will speak for him but the people of God? Who else will go for him but the people of God? He said in that vision of Isaiah, who shall go for us? Who shall speak for us? And Isaiah said, here am I, Lord. Send me. Send me. What would you say? What would you say if you were there in that holy vision, in the, in the presence of God, and God was looking for somebody to send to speak for him? What would you say? Lord, have mercy on us. And, and he built an altar for Baal. Can you imagine such a thing? He built an altar for Baal. Today, we don't, we don't build altars like, like they did back then. We just let the homosexuals come into the White House. We just let Islam come into the White House. We just let all kinds of perversions come into the nation. We let them preach on the pulpit. We let false doctrines and false teachings come over the people. And people are just inundated with falsenesses and falsehoods. And that's why people hear the voice of the enemy louder than they hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine such a thing? The people of God hear the voice of the enemy stronger and louder than they hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. How can that be? Well, it, it is so because of falsehoods. Because we're giving heed to things that are not rightly aligned to the word of God. When you receive things that are not rightly aligned to the word of God, you are receiving something from a spirit that is other than the spirit of God. And that makes you more sensitive to the other realm. Is anybody here today? Father, help us. He's helping me today. He's helping me today to say this. Thank you, Lord. And he weared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal. So he built a house for Baal and he built an altar for Baal. Well, David did the exact opposite of what this man did. David built the tabernacle of God. David built the house of God so the ark of God can have a place to dwell. David was a man after God's heart. He sought the things of God. He wanted to please God. Amen. And he built a house for God. But Ahab, no. Ahab does something else. Ahab is a spirit that allows things to happen that are not the will of God. Allowing it, allowing it, allowing it, allowing it instead of addressing it, instead of addressing and dealing. You see, you and I cannot be that way. We cannot have the spirit of Ahab. We cannot allow things to happen in our home. We cannot allow things to happen in our nation. We cannot allow things to happen in our minds, in our bodies. We cannot be passive when these things happen. We must address those things that happen. Amen. We must confront them. Everybody say, confront now, that, that is dangerous because it's going to make your Christian life uncomfortable. And see, most of us, we're looking for comfort. We're, we want the warfare to end. But it's not going to end until you win. Amen? It's not, the battle is not going to stop until you win. 
Amen? So don't pray for peace. Amen? Pray to win. Hallelujah. Pray to win. Pray to win. Hallelujah. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. Be of good cheer. Just pray to win. Hallelujah. In the midst of the battle, you're going to win. Amen? But don't compromise. So this is the spiritual climate in which Elijah the Tishbite comes in. An altar of Baal has been raised up. A house of Baal has been built. And then verse 33, Ahab made a grove. What's a grove? A grove is an idol. It's the, it's the god of Jezebel. The goddess is, a, is the goddess of Ashtaroth. Ashtaroth or is the goddess of Jezebel. So he, he raised up an altar for Jezebel. He raised up an altar for Baal. And he built a house for Baal. What about our God? What about our king? What about our Christ? And Ahab made a grove, verse 33. And Ahab did more to provoke the Lord, of, the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. And, and besides that, you got to see this, verse 34. In the days of Hiel, the Bethelite, and in his days did Hiel, the Bethelite, build Jericho. What happened in the nation? When Ahab allowed such wickedness to enter into the nation. Everybody say the word allow. When he allowed these spirits to enter in. People began to activate curses. Joshua had forbidden this. And he said, cursed is he that rebuilds the gates of Jericho. You know how God destroyed Jericho? With the shout of the people of God. Seven days he made them march, not saying a word. Hallelujah. And on the seventh day they shouted with a mighty shout. And the walls of Jericho came falling down. Hallelujah. God did a mighty victory. It was a tithe for God. Jericho was God's tithe. And here in, in the spiritual climate, the spiritual atmosphere of the spirit of Ahab allowing witchcraft and allowing idolatry and allowing compromise to come in the people. Some men named Hiel or Bethelite. Bethelite is from Bethel, which means the house of God. He built Jericho, or we should say he rebuilt Jericho. He's rebuilding Jericho? Now, who would think of such a thing? Let's go and rebuild the city that was tightly shut up. Let's go and rebuild the city where our blessings were tightly shut up. Where our breakthroughs were tightly shut up. Come on, church. He laid the foundations thereof. Joshua put a curse on this. You will lose your firstborn if you start to rebuild it. But he didn't care. He did it anyway and lost his firstborn to buy him. And set up the gates thereof in his youngest son, Zegub, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Joshua, the son of Nun. See that? That spirit that allows things activates a curse. Activates a curse. You have to be careful what you allow. Or let me put it in a different way. You have to be careful what you are afraid not to deal with. You may just activate a curse in your life. 
We must be full of faith and full of courage and boldness to stand for our God, no matter what the cost. See, Stephen, I like Stephen. Stephen stood for, for the Lord. Amen. They set a snare for him. They asked him all these questions, and he was bold in his God to answer all their questions. They couldn't resist the wisdom of Stephen. They couldn't resist the wisdom because he was full of the Holy Ghost. He wouldn't compromise. Then they called him before the, the council, and they asked him all these questions, and he rebuked them in the power of the Holy Ghost. Here's Stephen, a certain disciple. What about us? Amen. A certain disciple. Then he rebuked the council. They were supposed to be the ones in authority. And here's Stephen, a believer, full of wisdom, faith, and Holy Ghost, rebukes them, gives them a, the, the whole uh, history of their rebelliousness. And then he saw Jesus, the heavens opened up, hallelujah, he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the majesty and the power of God, and he dared say it. And he said it, and the high priest tore his garments, and they decided to stone him to death. See, Stephen's boldness and his faith, hallelujah, led him to death. But he was bold enough to stand for his God. Amen? I want to be like the sons, like the three boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and uh, a bad Negro. <laughs> so I'm a bad Negro. I'm a bad Negro. Amen. Not ashamed to say it. Yeah. Come on. Hallelujah. They said to the king, if God delivers us, so be it. But if he doesn't, so be it. But we will not bow to your crazy image. Amen. We will not bow to your idols that you set up for us to worship. Amen. We need that spirit again in the earth. We need that spirit of Elijah again. Verse, verse 1 of chapter 17. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was, verse 1, of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab. He was bold. Everybody say he was bold to say it. He dared. In other words, he dared to say it. Bold doesn't mean loud. It means he was courageous. He, he set himself aside. He was more concerned about God's glory than his own self, than his own life. Amen? He was courageous. As the Lord God lives, before whom I stand. Hallelujah, I like that. Before whom I stand. In other words, I got a relationship with him. I got a covenant with him. There shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Woo, hallelujah. Nothing's going to happen in this country unless I say so. Now, that's the authority that is in the church and that is in every born-again believer. Amen. That's the authority that's in all of us. See, he was not going to allow it. Elijah was not going to allow the bondage to continue, the destruction to continue in his land. So he took his authority, and this is what we all need to do. We take our authority and say it stops now. Now, this ends here. This curse ends here. This sickness stops here. This plague stops here. Amen. This was a great work that Elijah was doing for the Lord. And in verse 2, the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get you from here and turn you eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherit, 
that is before Jordan. Hallelujah. I like that because God is going to take care of us. Amen. Amen. And it shall be that you shall drink of the brook. God's going to provide for us. He's going to bring us to those hiding places. I have commanded the ravens to feed you. The birds are going to feed me. And so he went and did according to the word of the Lord. And he went and dwelt by the book Cherith that is uh, before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. Oh, glory. Amen. But God sent him to another place. He sent him to a, to a, to a widow. He said, verse 9, arise, get thee to Sarepta, that which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there, for I've commanded a widow woman to sustain you. Hallelujah. A widow woman. <laughs> now, I want, I want to encourage you, you are not the widow woman. Because every time I read this, this scripture, people see themselves as the widow woman. You know, just barely making it, just barely getting by. I'm sharing this story because you are like Elijah. You need to see yourself like Elijah. That God's going to take care of you as you're courageous, sta courageously standing for him. Amen. God, wherever he sends you, he's going to provide for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Doesn't matter what situation it is, God's going to bring us to the hiding places. But we have to not compromise our God. Hallelujah. Come on. We have to not compromise him. I believe my God. He stands outside of the universe. He stands outside of his creation. All of this stuff is under his feet. All of this stuff is in his hand. Hallelujah. There's nothing that he cannot do for us. He's a supernatural God. Amen. Glory to his mighty name. And so you know what happened in the story. Hallelujah. Mighty things happened. Mighty provisions happened. I'm sharing this story here today because something's going to happen to us. We're going to pray for the fire of God to enter into us. The same fire that Elijah had to enter into us. The fire to rebuild the altars of God again. Hallelujah. The altar of prayer. The altar of prayer and intercession. The altar of worship. Hallelujah. Coming before our God. Crying out. And letting the Holy Ghost use us and send us forth with mighty assignments. You know, I love the word submission. The word submission is a beautiful word. It comes from two words, sub and mission. Sub meaning under and mission being assignment. So when you're, when you're, when you're in submission, you're under assignment. Amen. You're going to get that at the altar. You're going to get your breakthroughs at the altar. Hallelujah. You're going to get the miracles at the altar. You're going to get your, your, everything's restored back to you at the altars of God. The covenant of our God. Amen. We will rebuild. Everybody say, we will rebuild. All the things that Ahab, the Ahab spirit allows, affects you. All the teachings See, you, you think, you know, I'm living in my house. You know, my house is all covered in the blood. But listen, you're living in this world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. But we are in the world, and when we're in the world, the world still affects us. Amen. And so there is still a covering. There's still a covering. There's still a covering. There's still things that we need to deal with. So this is critical because demons enter in through lies. Lies. False teachings. That's what this Satan did with Eve, right? That's what Satan did with, with her. 
He challenged the words of the Lord in her spirit. Did God say? Did God say? Did God really say? Did God really say that he will provide all of your needs according to his riches and glory? Did God really say the devil will challenge you? Did God really say he's going to heal you? Or does he want you to be on medication for the rest of your life? Did God really say the devil is constantly challenging the word of God? The devil is a teacher. He's a teaching spirit. He's teaching people all the time his ways. We need to break out of his teachings because with his teachings, listen, he creates a reality that we live in. He creates a reality for us. And people are living in his reality rather than the reality of Jehovah. God through his anointing has a reality for us. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost ministers in the power of the Holy Ghost for healing, the, the reality of healing comes into existence and breaks the reality of sickness we need to live in God's reality God's reality of provision God's reality of healing God's reality of prosperity God's reality of life God's abundant life Jesus said uh, I come that you might have life and that you might have it in abundance how many of you want abundant life Amen. Not when you die and go to heaven. See, that's what a teaching spirit will tell you. You'll get it when you get to heaven. But right here you have to suffer. Right here you have to just, uh, just lack. No, that's a lie from the enemy. Jesus wants us to have Zoe live now. And every demon spirit that hinders you, I'm going to break that off by the grace of Almighty God. We're going to break and bind that demon off of you. Whatever we have to do, spit on you, whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to spit on you. We used to have oil, you know. We used to have a little table here and have oil on it, you know. We just smack it on people and anoint them. We need that oil again. Amen. Glory to God. False teachings are lies. You know, in the, in the, in the Greek period, they had people that they called sophists. Have you ever heard of that word, sophists? They were, they, they were philosophers. They went around with their philosophy. You know, Plato was a sophist. And uh, Aristotle was a sophist. They went and, and spread their philosophies. And people would come, you know, and they would listen to this, the, these philosophies. There were many more like that, sophists. That's where we get the word sophisticated from. Or sophistry. Have you heard the word sophistry? It means presenting all sorts of fallacies with the intent to deceive. The devil is a sophist. He has philosophies. He has teachings. You have to discern those teachings. You have to war against those teachings. This is what Elijah was doing. Elijah was coming against those teachings of the prophets of Jezebel. Those teachings of the prophets of Ahab. Amen. Hallelujah. To rid the country. To rid the nation. To break that covering over the nation. So that the people would be restored again in their covenant with God. Amen. Shall we read it? Let's go and read it. And in uh, verse, in chapter 18 verse um, Verse 17, it says, And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Are you the one that troubles the nation? Are you the, 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 the Christian that troubled the nation? No, we're not troubling the nation. We're restoring the nation. We're rebuilding the nation. We're governing the nation. 
Amen. The apostolic anointing is to rebuild, to govern, and to restore. To build, restore, and govern. That is the nature of the apostolic anointing that is on the inside of us. We're going to do this. We need to do this in the nation. This is what the anointing is called to do. In Isaiah chapter 61, it says, They that shall be of thee, they shall rebuild the old waste places. Amen. That's talking about the anointing. They shall be called the planting of the Lord, the trees of righteousness. Hallelujah. That's what the anointing will do in you. Praise God. And verse 18 says, and he answers, I have not troubled Israel, but you, you and your father's house, in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and that you have followed Balaam. And he commanded the king, look at this anointing, this strong anointing that's on him. Now therefore send. He's commanding the king. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal 450 and the prophets of the groves 400 which eat at Jezebel's table. And Ahab obeyed him. He obeyed the prophet of God. He obeyed the son of God. He obeyed the man of God. He obeyed the child of God. See, if you take your authority, they will obey you. Amen. They can't resist the authority of God. It's not your authority. It's God's authority. Verse 21, Elijah came to unto all the people and he said to them, here's what he said to them. How long halt you between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. If bow, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. I, I think they were probably convicted. Of their sins. If God is God. See we don't just serve God on a Sunday morning. You don't serve God by coming to church. You serve God by obedience. Obedience every day of your life. Living a life of obedience to the word of God. God is God. You stand before him like the man of God said. By the Lord whom, before whom I stand. Elijah had a relationship with him. Amen. Amen. We don't serve God by singing a song. We serve God by obeying God. I pulled up some statistics last night. 90, 91% of Christians, of Christian outreach and evangelism does not target non-Christians, but other Christians. 91% of our outreaches don't target the lost, target other Christians. 95% of believers have never won a soul to Jesus. 95%. 80% of believers do not consistently witness of Christ to others. 80? 80%. Less than 2% are involved in evangelism ministry. Less than 2 I guess the 2% are in Nicaragua right now. 71% do not give toward financing the Great Commission. That's unbelievable, isn't it? The Holy Ghost, he is on us. For what? Jesus said, you shall receive power, right? After that, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and you shall be what? 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 Amen. Witnesses. That means you go tell. You go tell. Listen, go telling is not bringing somebody to church. 
See, we think evangelism is inviting people to church. You see, we, 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 think, we think that getting somebody to church is uh, witnessing for Jesus. No. Witnessing for Jesus is getting them born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and discipling them. That means you. That means you have to be equipped to do all those things. And not put it on the apostle to do it all. Not put it on the pastor. Not put it on the evangelist. Not put. They are supposed to equip the believers to do all those things. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. We're, we're rebuilding the altar. We are rebuilding, restoring the altar of God. People, why do you halt between two opinions? Serve God. If God is God, serve him. Serve him to the fullest, 100%, not 50 Amen. Don't give God one hand. You know, people, when people praise God, you know, some, some, some people don't even obey the word of God in the lifting up of hands. The Bible says that men ought to praise God in the church with their hands lifted. Amen. The Bible says we ought to raise our hands and worship him. The Bible says we ought to clap our hands for the Lord. The Bible says we ought to dance before the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says we ought to honor him, bow down before the Lord. Are we obeying the word of God? We're rebuilding the altar. Say it, I'm rebuilding the altar. See, you're helping me rebuild the altar. It's got to start in my life. It's got to start in your life. There ought to be a place in your heart where you have built that altar unto God, where your heart is pliable before God. He can bend it every which way he wants. Hallelujah. It's not about me, 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 me. It's not about make me feel good. It's about, Lord, I want to obey your voice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so Elijah then said, Elijah unto the people, I, even I. He's talking to the people now. I, even I, only remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophet of 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks. And let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood and put no fire under it. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under it. And call you on the name of your gods. And I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by fire, huh? let him be God. The God who answers by fire, let him be God. Hallelujah. That's what I want. I want the fire of God in me. I want the fire of God in me. See, we are that living sacrifice. The fire of God should come and consume everything in us. Hallelujah. That is not of him. Everything, everything that's holding you back, everything, 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 every demon spirit, every false belief, every false belief. See, if your belief is wrong, you will have wrong knowledge of who God is and you will be ashamed. The Bible says all they that trust in God shall not be ashamed. But if your knowledge of God is wrong, then your trust is wrong and then you will be ashamed. You won't see the manifestation of God. You won't see the blessings and the breakthroughs of God. Are you listening? We have to rebuild the altars of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, I want the fire in me. Oh, only a few of you said that. Some of you were just quiet. Say it again. Lord, I want the fire in me. 
Hallelujah. See, what, what's going to happen, that fire will come from heaven. The fire will come from the commanding heights and hit you in your spirit. Hallelujah. And ignite you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If there's a devil there, it's got to have to flee. It's going to have to go back to the pit. It's going to have to go back to the pit. Look at what Jesus said about devils. Let's go to, um, hold your finger there. Hold your finger there. In Matthew chapter 12, Jesus was talking about when an unclean spirit goes out of a man. You know, all devils are unclean. All of them. All of them are foul devils. All the lying spirits are foul. Spirits of, that have vain imaginations that are release mind trafficking in you, they're foul demons. They defile your spirit. They want to defile your spirit so, you, so you're blocked, so you can't enter into the presence of God. You're blocked. You're blocked. You're blocked from hearing the voice of God. You're blocked from maturing. Well, we want to deal with these unclean devils. Amen? When an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, that's what's going to happen today. He walks through dry places seeking rest because that's, we tormented him, see? I love that in deliverance, you know, we, we torment these demons. They get tormented by the blood and the glory of God in the name of Jesus. They get tormented and finally they leave and they go, they're looking for rest. They can't find any. There's no rest for devils. Then this is what he says, I will return to my house. See, that's what he considers. He considers you his house. See, devils, you may, you, people may not be completely possessed by a demon, but certain areas of their lives are inhabited by spirits. Certain areas in their soulical area, in their soul, are inhabited by spirits. The mind is so complex. It's, it's full of compartments. It's full of rooms. If you think of the mind or the soul, you, you should see a high-rise building and it has all sorts of different levels of rooms. You know, it's got a penthouse and it's got a basement. All the junk is in the basement. But the Holy Ghost wants to go into the basements of your mind and pull those things out of you so that you can have the fire of God on the inside. You can do what Elijah did in his nation. Amen? Glory to God. He says, I will return unto my house. Say, devil, I'm not your house. <laughs> From whence I came out. And when he is come, he finds it empty and swept and garnished. That's what deliverance does, right? Deliverance makes everything clean. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. The secret here is that the house should be refilled with the Holy Ghost. With the fire of God. Amen. With the word of truth. With the reality of God. And once that reality of that demonic presence has been removed, hallelujah, then the re that house needs to be not left empty. That house needs to be refilled with power from the Holy Ghost. Now when that devil comes looking for rest and looking for his house, he can't find any more room in you. Hallelujah, because the Holy Ghost has occupied that place. And you can say, devil, it is written. Get out of here. 
in Jesus' name, and you send them back to those dry places where there's no rest for them. Amen. Hallelujah. God's going to set us free today. All right. Let's read verse 26. And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, and called upon the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar that they built for Baal, right? And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Louder, come on, cry louder. He's God, right? Maybe, maybe he's uh, talking to somebody and he's not paying attention. Cry louder. Maybe he's pursuing. That means he's hunting. He went out to hunt for dinner. Cry louder. Maybe he's on a journey. He's on vacation. Cry louder. Maybe he's sleeping. Cry louder. Wake him up. Wake him up. Wake up your God. Come on. Wake up your God. Verse 28, and they cried aloud. They, obe- they, they listened to Elijah. They cried louder and cut themselves after their manner with knives till blood gushed out, out upon them. And it came to pass when midday was past and they prophesied. Look at that. They even prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that there was neither voice nor any to answer nor any that regarded and Elijah said to all the people, come near unto me. Hallelujah. Something's about to happen here. And all the people came near, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. He repaired the altar that was broken down. Who broke it? Ahab. Ahab broke the altar of God. Ahab and Jezebel, they broke the altar of God. But Elijah... Picked it up again. Here's what he did. Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes. That means covenant. That is the, that's the God. He restored the covenant of the people with God. Elijah took the 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob. Unto whom the word of the Lord came saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put wood in order. Circle the word in order. That said that, that, that there's a lot in this verse that, that, that we don't have time to go into. But he brought divine order. He put order in place. Hallelujah. When after we rebuild the altar of God, the second thing that comes is divine order in our lives. And he cut the bullock in pieces and laid him upon the wood. And he said... Fill four barrels of water and pour it upon the burnt sacrifice. Water represents the word of God. You need to be full of the word of God. He poured it three times. Four barrels of water, three times he poured it upon the sacrifice. He said, do it again the second time. Do it again the third time. Verse 35, and the water ran about the altar and filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the evening, uh, at the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me. 
that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back again. And then fire, the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Hallelujah. Something happened in that nation. Something happened in that nation. Hallelujah. Lord, we just give you praise today. What is that altar of God? Let me show you what that altar of God is. Let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Prepare your hearts to pray right now. We put hell on notice now. We put hell on notice now. Every demon that's been lurking in people. You know, from experience, you know, those of you, all you experienced warriors know this. When, when teaching, when people give heed to teaching spirits, they begin to act certain, certain, certain ways. They become critical. They become religious. They become apathetic. They become lukewarm. They begin to, they begin to, little by little, little by little, they begin to draw back. Right? Little by little, oh, ever so subtle, they begin to draw back because they're giving heed. They're giving heed. They're giving heed because the purpose of the devil is to draw you away. To draw you away. That's what a wolf does. You know, when they attack the, the pack of sheep, they want to draw one away. Away from the group. Away from the shepherd. Away from the sheepdogs. So they can target that one. You know, and devour that one. Are you listening? That's what happens to people. They become more rebellious. Your parents, you notice that in your children, when they give heed to a seducing spirit, all of a sudden, they become more rebellious. The seducing spirit that's in the music that they listen to. The seducing spirit that's coming out of the movies. People are so influenced by movies, by teaching spirits coming out of movies, that they go in, in character and shoot people to death. Demons. Demons, Christians watching horror movies, getting entertained by demonic powers, being taught and opening themselves up to demons. And then come to church, can't worship God, can't serve God, can't obey God. We have to rebuild the altar. We have to rebuild the altar of God in your life. Oh, hallelujah, help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost, let this spiritual work be accomplished in us today. That we can leave this place, oh, hallelujah, changed and transformed. Amen. Not a bunch of hype, just transformation. Verse, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Here's the altar right here. Are you there? It says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves that's one pray that's two seek my face that's three some people think when they're praying they're seeking God's face no 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 asking God to meet your needs is not seeking the face of God asking God for his will in your life is seeking the face of God amen pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways Turn from their wicked ways. 
Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Do you believe this verse? I believe that verse. I believe if we do these things, hallelujah, one, calling on the name of the Lord, humbling ourselves before God, praying, seeking his face, and turning from our wicked ways. And don't give heed. That means don't give in heed to these seducing voices anymore. The voice of the Spirit of God should be louder in us than the voice of the enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. Ha, the Lord can deliver you out of such mess. His voice can deliver you out of such bondage. Amen. But here's the, here's the thing. The, those of us that hear the voice of the enemy louder than the voice of the Lord, two things. Either you're still immature in the things of God or two, you have given heed to a seducing spirit at one point in your life. You need to ask the Holy Ghost to break you loose, to break you free. Amen. Let's build this altar. Let's stand upon our feet today. Hallelujah. And seek the face of God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Ah, thank you, Jesus. We honor your name. Father, we're here to rebuild that altar that was broken down. We're not going to allow Ahab in our lives. We're not going to allow Jezebels in our lives. We're not going to allow witchcraft in our lives. Not, in, not even in our nation. Not even in our nation. God, we are the people of God. And whatsoever we allow is allowed. Whatsoever we disallow is disallowed. And Lord, we stand today before you in one accord, in unity, hallelujah, to put hell on notice that we are breaking your power over our lives. We are breaking your power over our ministries. We are breaking your power over our families. We are breaking your power over our finances. We are breaking your hold on our bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost with us. Oh, Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for helping us. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for giving us eyes to see, to discern these areas in our lives that need to be torn down. Hallelujah. Things the enemy built up. Things the enemy built up. Altars that he built up that are not altars of God. Oh, we tear them down today. We tear down the high places today in our minds. We tear down the strongholds in our minds in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we bind every lying spirit in the name of Jesus. Devil, you're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. You are a liar. You're a liar. Hallelujah. Lord, we just give you praise. We receive your truth. Holy Ghost, we receive your truth in us. You are the spirit of truth. Your truth is our reality. Your truth creates a new reality for us. The real reality that we can live in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We hope this message has equipped and strengthened you to boldly follow Jesus. If you would like to know more about Brian Burke International, visit brianburke.org or write to Brian Burke International, P.O. Box 4153, Hallandale Beach, Florida 33008. 
or email us at info at brianburke.org. Until next time, God bless.